Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Sam Wisnan. She set out on her entrepreneurial journey feeling totally unprepared. However, after tackling everything from copywriting to managing to coaching now over 20 plus member masterminds, she realized you don't need an MBA. Uh, you don't need a, a full-time team or the most expensive tools on the market to build a thriving business. All you really need are the right systems in place that support your growth. Now she thrives as a certified digital business manager and systems whiz, helping growing entrepreneurs set up systems so that they can organize and automate their businesses, hire and onboard their first team member with ease and stay focused in their zone of genius as much as possible. Well, Samantha, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. I'm so excited to dive into you know, how you help, what the role is of systems and helping you know businesses scale. But before we get all that, I'd just love to hear a little bit of, of your story. You know, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before moving into systems coaching and how did that lead you to make the leap? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Originally, I actually started out with nothing to do with online business or systems at all. I have a degree in biochemistry. And after graduating with my degree, I decided not to pursue any graduate school or job um, because it just wasn't feeling right for me. And I decided to take a gap year traveling and I moved to Barcelona, Spain with a friend and I was broke. I was teaching English online. I was just down a Google rabbit hole. How do I make money online? Um, and I found being, being a virtual assistant and I took a course and I just kind of was like, you know, I'm just going to go for it for a year. I told myself, I'm just going to give it a year, see what happens, you know, see how much I can grow and how much I can learn in this. It was all completely new to me. And yeah, a year later I was making, I think around five or $6,000 a month as a, as a virtual assistant. Um, and from there I just got into online business management and systems and just kind of fell in love with the strategy and helping CEOs manage their business. And as well, eventually got into like the coaching side as the coaching side where I was able to work with, you know, masterminds and just have more of a consulting role with systems. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So what would you say then, you know, if we kind of fast forward today, what's, what's some of the most important work you're doing for your clients? I think really just kind of making their lives easier and making their plans, you know, come to light. A lot of my clients, you know, they're CEOs, they're visionaries, they have a lot of great big ideas. But the problem is, you know, we can't do it all. We don't have enough, enough time in the day, unfortunately. And so really my job is to break down those really big plans of action and actually make them happen and break them down into doable steps. Make sure the team is 
all on one page and just really help them see the light at the end of the tunnel. And also, you know, keep them, keep in mind that shiny object syndrome, like keep the priorities straight, make sure we're like, you know, we're on the right path for our overall big goals. And we're still staying aligned with our mission and values as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. One of the things I really liked as I was kind of you know doing some research before the episode was you had a quiz online to find out what systems you need. Uh, and, and I love that because, you know, when it, you get into this world of systems and processes, it's kind of like it's just one big lump. Uh, you need systems, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and that, that's not necessarily true. There are some that you need and some that you don't. There's a right kind of timing and sequence to this. So if you could, can you kind of walk us through, let's start at the beginning. You know, when's the first time you need systems and what are the first systems that you tend to need? One thing I always say about systems is everyone that comes to me, not everyone, but most people will say, I don't have any systems. And I'm like, that's a lie. Everything you're already doing is a system. A system is just a way that you are making something happen. So if you have clients, if you have a business, if you're taking money, you're posting content, you have a system. It's just, is that system really working best for you? I like to start all my clients with the money-making system. So those are content systems like client onboarding or, you know, deliver, delivering a product, however you're making money and taking money. Um, and then like lead generation and like the funnels systems in the back end, because all, all in all, those three systems are probably where you're spending the most of your time, especially if you are in that newer or like growth stage, because that's where you're, you know, you're kind of just focused on building a business that's going to be able to support you. And so whenever you have those foundational systems in place and you put them in place super intentionally, it's so much easier to scale to those higher, higher numbers. Yeah. For example, I had a client that we started working together about 20K months, which was great. She was already doing great. But because we really fixed up her system, she was able to easily scale to 100K months with, you know, just very simple systems, a very lean team. I think we only had, you know, five people on the team, everyone working together. Um, so yeah, so it's really amazing what systems can do for your business. Yeah. Yeah. So once we get this kind of first rung of systems in place, really around client acquisition and onboarding, uh, what, what do you find is kind of the next tier of systems that, that you really need to refine and, and hone in? I would say after that, it's definitely your team systems, because once you really start, you know, bringing in a lot more money, that's probably when you're also going to start hiring a team because you also have a lot of stuff going on. You're probably doing press or, you know, you want to start a podcast or whatever, and you really have to create space for yourself. And that's what systems do is they allow you to have space for other things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so really focusing on automating and, you know, documenting the processes in your business so that it's super, super easy to onboard and bring on team members. And also for everyone to do their job, I think having like some sort of autonomous, you know, work environment for your team is so important so that especially in the online space where people could be in different time zones or you know what you know or just have different work schedules if they're you know stay at home mom and maybe they only work at night where they can still do their job even whenever everyone's not online or if someone's yeah. traveling or taking a day off really being able to empower them to you know find the answers themselves um but also providing them the enough resources to be able to yeah. do that yeah, we, we we kind of make a joke about this in my line of work. Uh, and, and it's you kind of get this visionary entrepreneur that they've got some big ideas, they're ready to go for it. And and they're like, yes, we need systems. But when they say we, they mean ye need systems, right? Everybody else. So how, how do you help someone who who's not necessarily wired for to, to even think in terms of systems and processes, right? Uh, how do you help them to kind of understand the role of and the value of systems? And, and how do you help them actually 
put together a system if that's not the way that they naturally think? Yeah, I love that question because I actually work with a lot of like creative entrepreneurs and I love working with creative entrepreneurs and coaches, but you know, they are also the like most hot mess people that I work with, but that's what we love about them is because they have those great ideas and, you know, they're really big on just taking action and going for it. And, you know, I can't help but admire that, but it's also, I think there comes a point when they also will realize that not having systems and the lack of structure is really holding them back from achieving those higher goals. And it's holding them back from the lifestyle that they want. So I think when it comes to systems, um, the first thing I like to do is just really make it understandable. Systems can be super intimidating. Tech can be, you know, intimidating. I have a lot of people say, well, I'm not really techie enough for that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's a skill. It's not a talent. We, I didn't know how to do any of this before I started working online. I have a degree in biochemistry that has nothing to do with, you know, how to make anything on Canva. So give yourself some grace, take the time to learn it. And also you don't have to be an expert. You don't need to be a ClickUp expert or a Dubsado certified specialist to work, just, you know, manage your clients in Dubsado. Yeah. So yeah. really just taking the time, giving yourself grace. And then I think also tying that end result to something that's a little more tangible in their eyes. Um, for example, one of my clients loves, uh, is really working towards the, you know, taking one month off work and completely offline doesn't want to like be online. I'm like, that's great. I want that for you as well. To be able to do that, we have to have systems in place. We have to have things organized. We have to have a team that can work without you. And that can be very hard for entrepreneurs to kind of let go of that control and like let go of their baby. But if we really tie it to that like end vision of how they want to live their life or a goal they want to achieve, then I think it becomes a bit more understandable for them. And it, you know, puts a bit more pressure on it to make it work. Yeah. Now, one of the things that uh, I saw in a couple of places on your site was <clears throat> this idea of you know, kind of bringing in your first few team members. And a, a lot of folks, that goes really wrong. You know, as you, you're not really great at hiring. You tell them, man, you don't really know how you do what you do. So how, how can, how can uh, you know, an entrepreneur, they're out there looking and say, hey, maybe they've tried it in the past. It didn't work very well. Or they have someone on their team and it's not working very well. Or they're just worried that it won't work well if they try it. What can we do to kind of up the, uh, you know, the, the likelihood that those first couple of hires are going to succeed? Yeah, I totally see that a lot where you have a, someone who comes in there like, yeah, I've tried hiring a VA five times. It just, it never works out. The first thing you can definitely do before you even start the hiring process is put systems in place, get your business is living in your head and we're not mind readers. Sadly, no one is a mind reader. So if you can get your business out of your head onto, you know, some documented thing online that you can share with someone else and someone else can actually refer back to, um, then it helps so much with that communication and just sharing like your standards of how you want something done or your expectations of how you expect the relationship to be, um, or even a task to look like, I think getting super, super clear on those things. And then even getting super clear on what you're even hiring for. A lot of times I will hear people that are like, Oh, I'm just going to hire a VA and, you know, hope it helps. And it's like, they don't even understand what task they're really hiring for. That's already creating confusion from the get go. And the other piece of this is I love to, I love to say hire slow, fire fast. Take time with your onboarding process. Have a good in-depth onboarding process. If you're really want to hire someone that's going to stick around for a while, 
go through, you know, have the job applications, have the interviews, do a paid test task. That's something I love doing with potential hires, especially if you have a few that you're kind of stuck in between, because it really, really lets people like shine in what they're good at. Um, and just kind of like prove to you like, okay, this is, this is the work that I like the best. And this is the work that I want to keep seeing. So really taking that time through that hiring process, but also trusting your gut. Like if, if you are already feeling like something is not going to work out and someone is not the right fit for you, it's probably nothing against them or nothing against you, but trust that, you know, let them go, like, let them move on. Definitely give them enough time in those first like 60 to 90 days to make sure that they are understanding everything. You have that open communication, but there's no need to waste your time or waste someone else's time. If you are just, you know, not feeling, not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, so I, I want to um, uh, I, I want to kind of tag on to that. And is there anything in particular that you found they should be looking for in that first hire? You know, is there something about because we, we talked just now a lot about you know how the the entrepreneur has to kind of set themselves up and set them up for success. Uh, you know, should they go and hire their niece because she knows about social media, or is there, <laughs> you know, is there is there something to look for in those first couple of hires that you found is really important? Definitely, I think the biggest thing for me that I look when I'm hiring people is just. Um, a sense of proactivity and a sense of curiosity. Um, I think, you know, there's so many hard skills that you can have. So depending on the role, if, if you're hiring for a more of a higher level role, I think those hard skills are way more or a more specific role. Those hard skills are way, way, way more valuable because that does take time to learn. Um, but I think the most important thing is if you can hire someone that's, you know, super proactive, super willing to learn, super open to feedback, that is going to last you so much longer um, throughout the duration of your business, because most people hire with the intention of the role to grow, right? I don't think I've ever hired for any client that said, this is going to be the same role for the next five years. Like it's, it's never going to go anywhere. Uh, that just doesn't happen. So making sure you have your like long-term priorities clear, making sure you express those to the person and making sure that person does have that sense of proactivity. They're willing to speak up if they see something that's, you know, doesn't look right. Or if they see something that could be improved, they're, they're willing to tell you and that they care enough about like the business to, you know, help you grow as well and make those improvements and just see those things. I think that's so, so important that we often miss a lot of times when we're just looking at, you know, the hard skills. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So uh, I want to shift gears a little bit uh, to another topic that I, I saw you address, and that's this uh, kind of the shiny object syndrome, but the digital expression of that. So it's like, I, you know, I heard I need to have systems, and so I've got like nine CRMs, and yeah, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, so that you know, the 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 kind of tech savvy entrepreneur who who's maybe a little too savvy for their own good. How do you know when you actually have too many tools uh, and and not enough? Uh, uh, clarity or system inside of that? I think if you could, if I asked you what systems you had and it took you more than five minutes to or more than two minutes to tell me, then I think it's probably too much. I think yeah. really how I like to focus systems is just having centralized hubs, hubs for places. So having like a project management tool, that's really like the business and team hub, having a CRM, that's really like the client hub, you know, and maybe a few other tools here and there, every tool kind of has their place. But if, if you're onboarding a team member and it takes you an hour to go through every single tool that you have and what the purpose is, and every tool only has one purpose, you probably have too many systems. And that's just leading to complete overwhelm for you and your team. You know, that there's, especially with tools nowadays, a lot, 
a lot of them do, you know, the work of multiple tools in one, which is, which is wonderful because then you can save money and you can just have everything in one place. So I think it's important, you know, once a quarter, once twice a year to go through your systems, go through your subscriptions, do an in-depth audit of, am I really using this tool? What am I using it for? Could another tool be doing this for me? If it's just like one thing, um, because yeah, it's just kind of a waste of money at the end of the day and a waste yeah, of time because yeah. your team is everywhere. It takes forever to learn things. Um, it takes forever to you to like actually remember and train someone and tell someone what's going on. And, you know, you just don't want that. Yeah. I've seen a number of folks like really sweat, like you got to get the right tool. And so part of it is like, we go from one to the next to the next. We're always in search of the right one. Uh, and, and then kind of similarly to that, once the, you find the right one, it's like, we have to do everything in it. Like we have to use every part of it. And and they almost move to serving the tool instead of the tool serving them. Do you, do you see that happen? Definitely. I mean, I can definitely say I am guilty of the always trying to find the right tool. I think in my line of work, I'm always testing out new things and trying out new things. Um, but that's the thing I've just kind of come to terms with. And I tell my clients, like there will always be a, you know, quote unquote, better tool out there, or there will always be a new tool. Um, and it just, it's really what you choose to do with it. And it's the same with the tools that you're really trying to do everything in. If it's, if it's making your life harder, it's not working for you. I think the best system you can have is the system that works for you and makes your life easier and yeah. makes your business run smoothly. So if it's causing you stress, if it's causing you overwhelm, you know, if looking at all these new tools every week and signing up for the 50 free trials and taking three hours to like go through and see if this is the right tool, is, is really exciting you and like, that's your hobby. Okay, cool. Go for it. But if it's causing you stress and it's just taking time away from, you know, those needle moving tasks that you actually need to do to grow your business, then just pick something, stick with it. You know, you can change later down the line if it's really, really not the tool for you. Um, but you have to have some sort of like commitment there. Yeah. That's one of those things that sounds so obvious on a podcast. And yet, you know, I, I see it trip folks up all the time. And uh, for anyone listening, just pause for a second and and actually do a little inventory. Like, hey, what what are these tools causing me stress? Uh, and yeah, there's there's just so much wisdom in that. I, I love that you're able to to really dial in on it. Um, so here's a question I like to ask all all my guests, and, and it's this: What's the biggest secret that you just what wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening today knew? I think the number one thing I wish I knew when I first started out was just to focus on like practicing perseverance, you know, practicing resilience. I think when I first started out building a business and even now it's like, you kind of expect things to work the first or second time. And that's just not the case. And it doesn't mean that every roadblock is a sign that you are a failure and you should quit and, you know, go back to whatever you were doing before, but it's just a chance to practice that resilience and build up that resilience is really a muscle, right? Like you build it up the more you do it. And the successful entrepreneurs just have really, really strong resilience muscles. And that's why they don't get tripped up by it as much anymore, even though they probably yeah. still do um, with different types of problems. But it's really focusing on just keeping that, keeping going and not like every single roadblock is the end of the world. Should I quit? Should I, you know, not making it so personal. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Uh, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to have you take off your coach hat for just a moment, uh, kind of put your own CEO hat back on and talk to us. What's the next stage of growth look like for you and what challenge will you have to overcome to get there? 
Yeah, I think the next growth stage of growth for me is really just putting myself out there more, stepping into that more authority figure, sharing my expertise. I've learned a lot. Um, I've helped myself my business for four years. I've learned a lot. I've worked with over 50 clients, helping them, you know, do all the things, which has been such an amazing journey. And I really am in the stage of I want to share that and step up and express myself more. And I think that is also the biggest challenge is, you know, when you expand your audience, you also expand the opportunity for just a lot of other things to come into your life, whether those are good things or bad things. So just really practicing grounding myself, centering myself and yeah, trusting myself to show up when I need to show up and to, you know, take care of myself along the way. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we mentioned this quiz earlier, and I, I, I love it. I, I really want to make sure folks can get it. So tell us a little bit about the quiz that you have on your site and where we can find it. Yeah, the quiz is at www.systemswithsam.com slash quiz. And it is a really simple, I think it's five or six questions quiz about your business. And at the end, it will show you exactly what stage you're at in your business and what systems you need for that stage, what systems you should be focusing on or make sure that you have set up exactly, you know, for the stage that you're in, in your business. So definitely take it. Um, and there's a lot of great resources at the end of it as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if you're a, a new entrepreneur, if you've, you've got a small, you know, lean team around you, and you really want to find that next level of growth, check out the quiz. Uh, I, I did it myself. The re- results were super, super helpful. And I cannot recommend it more. Systemswithsam.com slash quiz. We'll put it in the show notes. Go ahead and grab it there. Well, S- Sam, thank you so much for being on the show. It was just an absolute delight having you here. And for everyone listening, you know, your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you get as much out of this conversation as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.